Tuesday night, and it is time for Fat and Ginger, and this is the last Fat and Ginger for 2022, and we have a massive show. As per usual, I have Luke Massey across the desk from me. Good evening, Luke. In a smaller room, I will say. Have we been relegated, Tim? We have been relegated for this one, yes. So I feel a little bit slighted because of that. Not at all. No, no. I don't know quite how to justify it to you. make you feel better about it, but we are in a smaller studio. Look, I was a little bit up and about when we walked in because the lovely lady who works here whose name escapes me already. I'm shocking with names. But she said, oh, you guys should take a photo and... Put it on the wall. We'll put it on the wall, you know. And I said, oh, that's lovely. And then I went out to go to the loo before and I saw there was a whole wall of people. Do not let these people in the studio. <laughs> I don't know which wall she was talking about. No, so. the wall of shame, the, the mm. positive wall of shame. Look, we're going to do a bit of a review of 2022. We're going to go through the hero and the goose or idiot of 2022. Well, there's we? been a few of both, Tim. I'll oh. tell you what, how's your 2022 been? Go on. Well, well, is that a question or a statement? Generally, no, it's, I'm asking you. How like yeah, how, how will you look back at 222 when you're older and greyer and less ginger? Well, and Yes, thank you. So what will be, it'll be 2018, 2019, seen missing, 2022. Yeah. Like, it's just the world's finally starting to come back to normal. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, yeah. it's just, I mean, it's not completely normal yet, but we're back gathering in groups, no yeah. masks. We're doing all that stuff that we missed. All the stuff we took for granted before. That's right. <laughs> that we missed out on 20 and 21. So. Yeah. so 2020 was a pretty bad year, but then 2021 for me personally was worse. Yeah. And the start of this year, I did my back a few hours into 2022. But it, was, it was no good for quite a few months there. So I thought it was going to be even worse again, but it's actually come good. It's come good, hasn't it? Yeah. It's been a, it's been a wonderful year. I'll look back at it fondly, I think. You will? Yeah. Yeah, I will too, actually. I mean, I had to have a bit of time off work, which really upset me. Yeah, I bet it did, yeah. yeah. You're, well, it's been known one of your shortcomings is that you are, in fact, a workaholic and a perfectionist. Yeah, well, not necessarily my old job. Yeah, no, anyway. So, do you want to tell us about the guests <laughs> that we've got on tonight? Well, we actually got two Whoa. for the first time, right? Yeah, to- now, Les was meant to come on last week, yep. and through a miscommunication, we just got the time wrong. Yep. He wasn't able to call in, but he really wanted to come on, so we're going to get him up straight away. And then, last night, I went and filmed a pilot, Tim, yeah. as you well know, for a new AFL online series, and one of the guests there was just a ripping fella, yeah. someone who I often admired as a footballer, but yeah. never met, and met him last night, just a ripping guy, Stephen Milne. The Stephen Milne. Who used to play footy for St Kilda, mate, kicked probably 650 goals in his career, just Football an absolute superstar. superstar. He's going to call in. Wow. That's He's just a, that sort of a guy. So oh, he should huge, come on the show. He goes, yeah, I'd love to. That's a massive get for Fat and Ginger. Well, it's Christmas. We want, want to give everyone something back. That's right. I've given you something back, haven't I? What's that? At the comedy night the other oh, night? Oh, yeah. So we're going to do, yeah, Force Night Out. We missed out on That's Crap last week, which was crap in itself. So we're going to get into that. Yeah, well, the first thing up on That's Crap yeah. is our missing in the segment last <laughs> week. That's right. Mailbag and all our usual segments. Plus, we're going to go over our favourite skits for this year or favourite. Yeah, uh, we'll Stan, really. Favourite bits of Stan because Stan's on gardening leave at the moment because he's stuffed up a few too many times. Well, we're still paying for his Kiev yeah, escapade. Well, that's right, which you'll hear about shortly. But look, how do you want to do this? Do you want to have a song first? Yeah, then? let's have a song. Let's come back and have a chat to Les. Sounds great. And then we'll chat to Milne a little bit later on. Fantastic. It's you on the other side. And a bit of Pearl Jam there to start things off. 
Yeah, it's all right, mate. A little bit of just breathe, which is what we should all be looking to do in 2023, Tim. That's right, in the new year. Get just through breathe. That, get through that period at the start where you're right down the wrong year for about, I don't know, four or five uh, It's usually halfway through the year. I just start to get the hang of it when it's time to change the oh, next one. Well, that's what daylight savings like. Don't change your clocks because by the time you adjust them, it's time to go back again. Yeah, so. I don't even worry about it. Nah, now. that's yeah. it. That's it. Introduce our very special now, guest. Now, we've got a very special guest. We were trying to get Les on last week, who's fantastic but unable to quite make it work. So this week we've got him back. Les is one of the local legends of Narrabri yep. in New South Wales. Yep. A sporting hero, wow. done a lot of things, but also organised and toured England. And I think it was the 100-year anniversary of the first Aboriginal cricket team yeah, right. to tour England. Met Michael Hutchins in excess when they were playing at Wembley. Oh. And that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to this bloke. But what we will do is get him to tell a few of these stories himself rather than me telling them. So, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Les Knox. Hey! Yeah, hello there. Or Yammer, I say. That's uh, our word. A bit of, uh, hello. Um, I'm with the. I live in the country of the Comoroi people. Yeah, right. Northern New South Wales. And she's a nice part of the world too, mate. Lovely place. Yep, absolutely. And uh, how is Narrabri? Yeah, pretty good at the moment. We've recovered from the uh, floods that we've had there for a little while, but um, uh, we might get some more rain again soon. And how was the old river level again? How widespread was the damage from the floods? Oh, no, we were lucky here. We just got it up to the riverbanks and things like that, but it just cut off um, work out at uh, one of the mines there. So what they used to do was take the people over to Bogabri and fly them in by helicopter over there, mm-hmm. all the maintenance workers and that. Gee, that's got to cost a few but, dollars, hasn't uh, it? We kept the mine open, yeah, because it's a great resource for the government to make uh, a bit of money, you know, to build hospitals and... Absolutely. Uh, health clinics and all other things, you know. Now, I'd love to, if I can, start talking about your uh, the, the cricket. You're playing cricket and touring with what I'm assuming was the Aboriginal team. So you went over to the UK. Are you a batsman or a bowler? Me, I was an all-rounder. All-rounder. A genuine all-rounder. It's not much you can't do, Tim. <laughs> I had a pretty good eye on me. So um, anyway, I, I wasn't always greedy. I'd, if I got someone out, I'd, I'd get someone else to go in you know, and have a bat. Never but do that, mate. I, I would have batted all lunchtime in my day. Yeah. If I could have. Yeah, well, I played second grade there at North Sydney Abel one yep. day, and I got seven for um, seven for 19, I think it was. <laughs> it's not bad. And um, uh, I was picked into first grade, but I said, I, I asked the captain, oh, do I do have to go? And they said, no. So I said, no, I don't want to play first grade. And on your tour of England, mate, so what sort of size did you play over there? And how did you end up at Wembley Stadium with Michael Hutchins and the guys from NXS? Yeah, yeah. Well, what happened was that um, the coming of the tour, I'd heard about the side that went away in 1868, but I'd only heard whispers. So I rang up the Mitchell Library to find out some more details. And the young girl there, unbelievable she was, she uh, Spent an hour with me talking through the team, spelling out the names and everything. And then I ended up going over there and reading through all the stuff with her, you know. And I found out about it. Well, we end um, end up playing a lot of the county sides, or the minor county sides. Um, but they all had, you know, some ex-test players like Nonek, um <laughs> The West Indian with um, oh, uh, no, Gladstone Small, was it? Yeah, that's it. Gladstone Small, that's him, yeah. Oh, he was great, absolutely. And 
the boys did really well. We didn't win all our matches, but we accounted ourselves really well. Like Joey Marsh, who was only just 17 at the time, by the end of the tour, he was an open batsman. And he had to face a lot of the fast bowlers over there, the good bowlers, and he started off scoring three and then six next game and then 20-something and then 30-something. He ended up scoring a ton. Uh, before the end of the tour. So it, it really did uh, help a lot of young fellows um, develop their skills a, a lot further by playing those sort of matches. Sometimes yeah. all young people need to be exposed at that level and exposed to that sort of high grade of bowling and cricket and sport in general, and they sort of tend to rise up to it, don't they? Yeah, well, that's all they need is that opportunity. Um I know it's changed over the years, thank goodness. So they just weren't picking a lot of Aboriginal people at the time when I was growing up. <laughs> Sad to say, but um, uh, that's just the way of the world at that time. But thank goodness things have changed because there's a lot of good Aboriginal cricketers out there now as people are starting to see. I'm sure, yeah. So you guys were pretty much setting the trail for these young kids coming through. And tell us about yeah. Wembley Arena, mate, and meeting in excess. Yeah, Wembley was... was uh, Great. Uh, they had a concert on, and we went to Wembley, So, uh, and they put us up besides um, the stage. And then um, after the, they finished, we actually uh, were ushered out to the uh, dressing room and uh, caught up with all the lads there. And they really had an interest in what we were doing there, you know, with the cricket. It's uh, amazing. They impressed uh, all the boys. So yeah. it, was good. it was good to see. And we're talking in excess of the absolute peak of their powers. So like playing Wembley Arena. Right? Yeah. Wembley, that's incredible. Yeah. Oh, look, there was 10,000 people there and the place was full and really rocking. And we were up there, we had plenty of them, we were dancing, people wanted to come and dance with us, you know. They were all watching us and when we were going backstage to meet all the uh, in excess boys all these girls were trying to latch on to a few of the boys <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure <laughs> did you just slip in there and say mate I'm the keyboard player that's it yeah, that's yeah well I was going to but I, mate, I can't play a note <laughs> they don't know that <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the only one in all my family I've got family they play guitars they uh, sing they they all do, you know, they play organs, the steel guitars, but I'm the only one. When people look at me, I say, no, no, I'm the sportsman of the family. I was going to say, because there's not much you can't do, mate. You're a boxer, you're a cricketer, obviously, you've played a bit of soccer as well. Did you run for council recently or something like that? Yeah, I did last year. I actually served two terms of council before. I, um, oh, last election they had, they had these two bodies set up as groups, you know, and they've never done that before. And individually, I beat every one of them, but as a group, they had more than me. Yeah, so I, I just missed out by about 13 votes, I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> mate, should have let us know. We could have tried to rally the troops behind you. Use the power of Yeah, uh, well, I'm, I'm running again this year. That people want me to run again this year. It would have been easier to ask you, is there anything you don't do in Narrabri? That's right, yeah. <laughs> would have been a shorter list. Yeah. Mate, you've, you've done so much stuff, Les. We could sit here all yeah. day. Yeah. And go over yeah, all your career be. and all everything you've done, mate. But we're going to run out of time. So we're going to have yeah. to say goodbye, Les. But, mate, thank you so much for sharing thank a few of your memories and your journey. And uh, hopefully you can get those votes you need to be a councillor this year. Yeah, mate, I'll let you know how I'm going. Uh, Beautiful, mate. When it comes about. You're a legend. Thanks, Les. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Speak soon, mate. Bye. See ya. The Pivotonian Cinema is open again. Independent Films. Station sponsor. 
Pipitonian Cinema, Luke. You ever a uh, patron there? I did go there once. I probably should go more, but we had a premiere for B Dragons there, actually. Yeah, right. Um, at, at the cinema there, and it was fantastic. Yeah. They were lovely people and looked after us. So, so people should go out and support them? They should definitely support them. In fact, I should support them, Tim. We should I, support them. We should go out there once. Maybe we could do like a date. Like. Or would that be a force night out for you? Yeah, for both of us, I reckon. <laughs> now, look, uh, I want to play a little bit of audio, if we can, about a guy that used to work for us. But yes, he's currently on He's currently on gardening leave until he pays us back about five grand. Well, we gave him five grand, didn't we, to yeah. go to... Oh, well, let's just play we'll it. We'll play it, and this will explain everything to the listeners. It's time to check in with your trainee reporter, Stan Dexter. Here at Fat and Ginger, we are all about tackling the big issues. So we decided to send our roving reporter, Stan Dexter, to Kiev in the Ukraine to live for a week and see how things are in the war-torn capital. Let's cross to him now. Are you there, Stan? Uh, yes, uh, Luke, I'm here. What's it like being in the middle of a war zone, mate? Hey, hardly call it a war zone. I mean, it's a bit messy, granted, but... Uh... Stan, Stan, what's it like in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine? What are you talking about? I'm at home, sitting on my couch in the lounge room. So what? Mate, we gave you five grand to go to the Ukraine live in Kiev for a week. Ah, right, sorry. I thought your message said to live on Kiev's for a week. The reception was terrible. Oh, for f***'s sake, are you f***ing kidding me? Just to clarify, you've taken out five grand, and instead of going to Kiev, you spent it on chicken Kiev's here in Geelong. Yep, 833 of them to be exact. And you're prepared to report on what? on what it's like to eat 833 chicken Kievs in a week. And before you ask, it's about 39 for breakfast, lunch and dinner every day. <laughs> it's been rough. Jesus, are you all right? Nah, not really. No one will come near me because everything I own reeks of garlic. I haven't had a crap in three days. And I think I've got the beginnings of scurvy. Well, it serves you right, you half-wit. You probably would have had a few health issues being in a war zone for a week. We're not covering any of your medical expenses either. Hey, You're an idiot. I've got to go. Hang on. I thought you handled that pretty well there, Luke, when, you know... You <laughs> well, I was pretty annoyed, as you could probably see. Who swears there, and then... Well, this is what happens, mate. When you pay peanuts, you get monkeys, well, and we, we got stand. That's a problem. We gave them five grand. Yeah, I know, but, but we just had this big chat about investing in our own show. <sighs> true, yeah, yeah. And we probably should have put it in a different direction. No, that's true. So, look, what we did was we gave them another chance, but we'll play that one later on, and, and you can see what happened there. That one didn't go well either, hence the gardening leave, until he can sort of straighten himself out and get yeah, back Yeah, I don't track. think we get him back, mate. Nah, well... Oh, Nice to chat to Les, wasn't it? Great to chat to Les. Lovely Lovely fella, mate. I'll tell you what, he's done a lot of stuff. We didn't have time to go through it all. You were right when you said we should just go in and say the stuff he hasn't done. Hasn't done. But in Narrabri, mate, everyone knows him. He walks around. We we went to the rugby with him, and just everyone knew him because he's just like the local legend. hero. To young kids, like young Aboriginal kids, like look up to him. That's great. But at the same time, like everyone just like reveres him. He's just an absolute champion bloke. Well, we're talking about heroes. How about we talk about a hero of 2022? Well, I like this segment yeah. because I've got a lot to say, Tim. Okay. Well, would you like to go first? Yeah, well, we both said we'll pick our hero and villain of 2022. Yeah, did, yeah. That's right. So, mine, mate, is the man of the year, in my opinion. Tim Young. Well, yeah, not we'll, quite. We'll no, talk about on, that later. You might be the, the woman of the year next year, but we'll but talk about that after Force Night Out. Yep. So, Joel Selwood, mate. Who? Joel Selwood. I don't know his little name. I should know that. But Joel Selwood, he retired this year. Went out on the biggest bang you could possibly imagine. Kicked the goal with his last kick of the footy. In a grand final, they smashed Sydney. And then he's just known for being just a great bloke. Now, I've had a dealing with him early on that I wasn't allowed to talk about where he, probably shouldn't say it now, but he donated money 
towards getting my TV show off the ground. Yeah. We needed money to get it finished about the local disability side. Yeah, and yep, him and yep. Brett donated on the proviso that we didn't tell anyone. Like you just did. Like I just did. Yep, okay, right. What's, it just goes to show what he's about, mate. Yeah. It's not about accolades. It's not about getting attention. It's just trying to do the right thing. Just to get one of those stories of those kids to get out. And he used to come down and just watch and just sort of sit in his car, not trying to make it all about him. Mm. Just in one of those absolute champion blokes. And it used to really annoy me when you'd go to the footy and you'd hear people booing him and people like vilifying him because they say, oh, he ducks his head. A lot of people hated him and not one person could say that after the grand final. No, no. The way he conducted himself with young Levi Ablett, Sammy after the game, just an absolute champion bloke. Some of the stories, just what a, what a player, what a guy. And it just turned the footy club around as an 18-year-old when he walked in. And uh, to me, he is the hero of the year, Tim. Frustratingly, I do have to agree that he might <laughs> be, I have to concede, he might be a semi-decent guy. Well, now, was it enough for you to change your life around? Like, you've, obviously, you've signed up to Geelong's mailing list I now. have not signed up to them. Someone's Tim, done that on my behalf. Tim. No. Look at me. No, I'm looking at you. You signed up, my friend. You're trying to blame other people when you got caught. But obviously it was you. I don't know what to say in response because it's just bull crap. So, <laughs> <laughs> look, you're right, though. The, the way he conducts himself at the grand final, and if you're ever going to retire, your team's 1,100 points up, yeah. right? And then you snap a goal from 40 metres out, yeah. right? You win. That's your last kick With a few minutes to go. And Why not? Go, That's yeah, I'm just, done. You write your own scripts, don't you, when you're like that? Yeah. Incredible. He's out of the storm next year, actually. Yeah. What's his role there? Well, I know Max, Nick Maxwell did a similar role a few years back, like more of a... A mentor, yep. leadership mentor. So you couldn't pick a better bloke, but no. I was hoping he'd sort of hang around Geelong. And I bet a lot of people were. Yeah, maybe he'll come back. I was disappointed to see, though, that you know the sign is you're driving down the freeway and it says, Welcome to Geelong, and someone changed it to Joel Long. Yeah. And someone, they've ripped it off now, so it says Geelong again. Oh, really? Yeah, I was I reckon they should just change it permanently to jo- Joel Long. Long. Yeah. Joel J. Yeah, I like it, man. Yeah. I'll be with that. I live no. in Geelong. Yeah, Joel Long. I sort of say it anyway, Geelong. Jolong. Jolong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're changing stuff as we speak. Once again, Fat and Ginger, agents of change. Well, we try and push things through where we can. That's it. We, we're we, trying to stop the war in the Ukraine at the moment. How are we doing that? By sending Stan over there. Yeah, well, that's right. Well, so, he didn't go though, did he? He just propped no, up the poultry go. industry here in Geelong. <laughs> so, <laughs> so who, what, who's your hero? My for hero is someone uh, who probably transcends sport, though he did use sport to raise money and awareness and all that sort of good stuff. My hero of the year is a guy called Ned Brockman. Now, Ned Brockman, if you remember, and I couldn't tell you what month it's in because I don't do preparation because this is fat and ginger, but he's the guy that is ran... out of Venom? Venom, what, the world's shittest movie? Yeah. Is that, no, isn't no. That his name Ned Brockman? I don't know. I've never yeah. seen it. Um, Ed, anyway. Eddie Brockman? <laughs> he, ran across, he ran across Australia from Perth to Sydney yeah. to raise money for charity. So he ran about 40 Ks a day, I believe, went through all sorts of injuries and just kept going, you know, without, again... How long did it take him? A long time. Again, no research. If you played a song, I could probably find out with a simple Google search, but that's altogether too much research. Hang on. So he ran mm. from Sydney to Perth. No, Perth to Sydney. Perth to Sydney, which is a lot further than Sydney to Perth. <laughs> so he ran all that way yes. to raise money for what? I don't know. But it was for charity. What do you mean you don't? This is your hero of the year, Tim. Yeah. It takes you, what, 13 seconds to do a Google search on, to, to learn t- the questions what, I'm asking you. I'll tell you what, Luke, can you tell mm-hmm. us about the grand final this year? 
Oh, geez, the cats are good, mate. What are you doing on your phone? I'm looking it up <laughs> while you're talking about the grand <laughs> No, that's good of uh, Nettie Brockman. I think he fought crime as well in... He's stopped and, by small, small regional towns. Yeah, and beat up went, crooks. Yeah. But look, you don't know what he did. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You don't know what he raised money for. You don't even know. Right, right. Shush, shush, shush. He ran 4,000 kilometres across the and raised $1.85 million for charity. It doesn't say what charity because it's about the holistic sort of doodad. How did he raise it? What, he rattle the tins in each town? He oh, went I imagine there's probably about that, and he would have got people to sponsor him, you know, dollar per kilometre. Ha <laughs> ha, sucks to be you. I'm running yeah. across the country. <laughs> 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 Goes to the old lady next door and says, oh, dollar a K. She goes, yeah, oh, I just think he's going to run uh, around the block. Yeah. Runs to Sydney. Yeah, up for eight grand, love. <laughs> That's right. So, but did he do it, though, or was it one of those things like people used to do in the old days with Pop the MS car. Readathon, where you go, yeah, I'm going to read all these books, <laughs> and you leaf through a comic and say, that'll be $13, thanks. <laughs> But it's a, what I'm saying is, did anyone actually see him do it? I, I think so, yeah. But, but who saw him do it? I don't know. Mrs. Brockman, I suppose. Mrs. Brockman. Yeah, she's not going to lie, is she? Over 46 days and 12 hours, he pushed himself to the limit, running to Sydney's Bondi Beach, where he was welcomed by thousands of fans. Yeah. Uh, 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 hey, look, it's a good effort. All I'm saying is... Uh, 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 and Mr. Brockman also helped raise $1.85 million for homelessness charity. We are mobilised in the process. So there you go. Well, he would have been homeless after that. Well, he was, hom- he was homeless during it, wasn't he? During it, yeah. yeah. So, so he's raising money for himself, really. It's a bit <laughs> selfish. If I had tipped in, I would have said, hang on, what about what? the poor people? <laughs> that's, that's not just your it? friends that you hang out with. Would it help if I said he's not as good a bloke as Joel Selwood? Would that help that, you? That, I'd feel a lot better. Okay. I'd probably have a lot more sympathy for him because okay. we're in direct competition here. <laughs> That's yeah, and that one's going to beat Joel. Well, I've got to say, if, after a song, we're going to talk about the idiot of the year or the goose of the year, and yours definitely trumps mine because <laughs> so, I've seen it. And oh, well, look, they've both probably done a lot more than me this year. Is that fair to say? <laughs> and me, yeah. <laughs> in fact, I reckon if you put together both our efforts, we wouldn't come close to 5% on one of those great people. So yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe a couple Good on percent. them. And uh, honourable mention, uh, Ash Barty winning the Australian Open, I thought was pretty amazing. I'm not a tennis fan by any stretch of the imagination, but yeah. the, for her to win that, and then my favourite bit was she went down to the press conference, knowing that she was going to retire, right? So that was her last game of tennis. Had a beer. And had a beer in the press conference. And, and people think. gave a crap for yeah, it. Like, is there gave, anything more stuffed. Australian? Yeah. People need to whinge about something no, they do. Anyway, well, let's give them something to whinge about. We're going to play a song. Yep. And then we'll be back with the villain of the year. Fantastic. So that was 20 Matchbox 3pm, was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Who was that? Matchbox. Uh, we were having a little giggle during it, weren't we? <laughs> we- Matchbox 20... 20- 3am. It's, it's a nothing song for the 90s, really. It, it was really good at the time. You know what's like? It's like the white bread of music. The white bread. Just goes with everything. Why are you so racist? No, it's not a race thing. Not no. a race thing. Try that. I like brown bread too, Tim. I like, I like organic spelt sourdough. <laughs> there you go. I don't know who that's meant to represent. No, that'd be Missy Higgins, wouldn't it? <laughs> so, look, uh, so we went from Hero of the Year and I did some appalling research on Ned Brockman. You knew all about Joel Selwood. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'd researched him for about 15 years. <laughs> more than that. Just for that segment. How old are you? Yeah. Well, I suppose yeah. how old, so yeah, how long have you been playing yeah. footy for the Cats? But now we come to the really juicy bit, where the rubber hits the road, really. Cause well, I'm going to go first, mm. because then I'm going to set the stage for you. So, my villain of the year, Tim. Yeah, well, you see, okay, this is my first problem, is originally it was going to be Goose of the Year, a bit light-hearted, and you've changed it to Villain of the Year and gone for... Vladimir Putin. Vladimir <laughs> Putin. You haven't just gone, you know, halfway up the chain. You've gone. Well, I think he's made a bit of a goose of himself. A bit more than a goose. 
So I think he's caused a bit of a bit of crap. A bit of angst. A bit, bit like your guy too. They both <laughs> caused a bit of angst. Um, one's on a bit more of a global level, but one actually is responsible for people dying. Well, the, yeah. Well, a lot of people dying, and a lot of people have gone through horrendous atrocities because due him. to him and his pig-headedness. Oh, and, and and I'd love to know what his agenda is because he's just been a dickhead. Well, he's trying to say it's all an exercise. Who has those sorts of exercises? No, well, he's trying to say that he's trying to liberate those parts of the Ukraine that yeah, well, identify as Obviously, Russian. that's just crap. Of course it is. Well, I'd be interested to know if we've got any Russian listeners. <laughs> Almost certainly not. But if anyone was to try and say, hey, this is okay for this reason, I'd love to hear their... Well, Jim, all, look, all point of views are important. Yeah, well, yeah. exactly. And, and what I'm trying to say, so, look, I'm sure there's Russian people who live in Geelong I'd like to know, do they support what's going on? Do they mm. condemn it? It'd be interesting. If they do support it, what are their reasons? If they condemn it, like what are they thinking over there? Dangerously close to being serious radio, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's true enough. Yeah. But I, I do get you. And look, I would go back one stop and say it'd be interesting to know if we've got listeners. Like, just pretend to be Russian. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Just call yourself, like, Svetlana or something and call in. And that's right. Spot on. Say hello. So, look, you've gone Vladimir Putin. That's fine, right? So yeah. You've got, so, you've got right, so, who you got? <laughs> so, and because you've gone first, you're going to put mine in the shade completely. And mine's an obscure reference at best. So, Go on. on September- uh, Eddie Brockman, is it? <laughs> Ned Brockman. Ned Brockman, sorry. For wearing out his shoes or whatever. And then, mm. look. On September 15th, I went to a game of rugby, and I've spoken about this before, and it was a game of rugby at Marvel Stadium, at which I contracted COVID, I believe, but that's beside the point. And Australian rugby has been in the doldrums for a long time, and we never beat the Kiwis, and... Hey, I'm just going to find some violin music while you tell us this. Go <laughs> No, 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 I'm just trying to, you know, colour the story for you. Yeah, okay. And uh, anyway, so in this game, we made a massive comeback, we played really well, and at the 78th minute... Uh, we were hard on defence and won a penalty. Fantastic. Australia's going to win the game. Australian rugby's back. How good is this? Reinvigorated. Drive home. Fantastic. And then Bernard Foley goes to take the kick. And for the first time all night in the 79th minute, the referee goes, nah, time wasting, reverses the penalty. The All Blacks score. We lose. I'm heartbroken. And it wasn't just me. A vast a majority of the crowd. And there was things being thrown on the field and the whole lot. So you have made the Australian team your No, not villain? the Australian team. Because I actually did it right that night. I've made Mathieu Reynal, the French referee, goose of the year. Le goose. Wow. Monsieur. Le goosen. Le goose. So not villain, because it's a referee and a sporting contest. Like, who cares? Mm. But... I just I remember feeling, and I know you know this feeling because you get invested in your sport, right? Yeah, I'd never single out a referee <laughs> like that. I think that's poor oh, sportsmanship. Oh. And I'd like to apologise to anyone who goes out of their way to try and be a referee who, without who, we wouldn't be able to play our sports team. <sighs> Are you done? Yeah, I'm right. Done. So it's not all referees; it's him on that occasion. All mm. I ask from any referee at any level is consistency, as I'm sure you do too. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. I appreciate all the efforts, especially by amateur referees. Oh, look, I, I wasn't very happy with the umpire in the grand final who gave a free kick against us. I mean, we went on to win it by 60-something points, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to single out on the radio show as the villain of the year. No, no, no. But you just won that game by 60 points, like you oh, said. Oh, it's what we do. Oh, so, but no, I understand where you're coming from. No, you was, I, I watched it the next morning and I watched it and I've gone, well, I don't understand the game. I don't think anyone does. 
But no, even the people that say they do don't genuinely. Don't yeah. I, I did not know seriously what was going on there. Yeah, and it just. But then I didn't know why the guy didn't kick it either. No, that's right, and that's right. And in, in the footage, you can see people saying to Bernard Foley, "Kick it, kick it, kick get it. on with the air." And he takes his time out, but it's just as he's about to kick it, he gives a scrum to the All Blacks. Yeah. And I knew that as soon as they got that scrum, they were going to score. They're, yeah, that's of course. The sort of they're team that, they are. They're, they're that close to the goal line, and they're a great team. So yeah. anyway, Matthew Raynal, and I just like saying his name. Yeah. Paul Goose of 2022. I think we should have a song and move on. Well, I think you said Joel Selwood won. He was the hero of the year. Is that what you said? No. You gave it to I me. Did you appoint that? that? It wasn't I'm a pretty contest. sure you did. I'll go back through the tape, but I'm pretty sure you, you said that. Mm. I'm going to give it to you. I think, what's his name? <laughs> Matty Raynal yeah. is a bit more of a villain than Vladimir Putin, who invaded another country and is on the verge of causing World War III. I think you got me covered there, mate. <laughs> so I'll give that one to you. And here's Alison Chains with uh, Wood. I need a holiday. Alice in Chains. With Wood. That's from the soundtrack to a movie called Singles, come out in 1992, directed by Jerry Maguire's Cameron Crowe, Tim. There we go. You know pretty much everything about movies, I would say. Well, I don't know about that, but I know about that one. All right. If I you... actually showed uh, my partner, Ash Jerry Maguire, the other day, because it is my favourite film. Show Me the Money. Show Me the Money. And, and I thought, yeah, she'll like it, hopefully. And we watched it together, and I get a little bit emotional towards the end. And it's more that bit where he's sitting in the, the TV show at the end, and he sort of thanks everyone as he forgets Jerry, and he singles Jerry out, and he's... And I sort of like looked away so Ash wouldn't see like the tears. I was like, trying to scratch my nose and all that. Anyway, we we're talking about it the next day and she goes, oh, I got a bit teary then. I said, oh, shit, you did. Me too. Oh. So we're both sort of on that level. I because think we're, we're a match made in heaven. It, it's great. It, you are actually. Now, it's great to see her appreciating something good because I know she's not a Seinfeld fan. No. Oh, actually, yeah, we're not a match made in heaven. Now, and, and further to that, not only not yeah, a... Yeah, I know where you're going yeah, with this. A Friends fan. A Friends fan. And I would put it to you that besides Two and a Half Men, Friends is the worst show to ever come out of the US. Well, we met on a charity walk. Yes. And if I had known that then, oh, I would have given her past. a wide berth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, done an extra couple of Ks to so, go around. Um, yeah. It just goes to show sometimes opposites can attract. <laughs> It's good. So, now, look, I'm sort of stalling because I don't know if you got the jingle ready for mailbag. Oh, Tim, do you think I wouldn't have it ready? <laughs> I don't oh. Feel like abusing someone? Now's your chance. It's Fat and Ginger's Mailbag. Yes, it is. Uh, it's a good spread this week, so uh, I'll start, if I may. Are you happy for me to read them out? Or oh, you can read them out, mate. I haven't got them. So Dave in Brisbane, uh, which I believe is Associate, Dave Bade. Associate Professor Dave Bade. Sorry, did I just call him Dave Bade? Shit, shit, yeah, I'm on, so mate. sorry, Associate Professor Dave Bade. Uh, and we put out the question last week, has anyone listened to every episode? Yeah. And we sort yeah. of thought they might need some sort of medal from the Guinness Book of World well, I think there was a few that have, but they weren't in a position to write in because their hands were all tied <laughs> up in a straitjacket. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get themselves. Yeah, anyway. And he says, I've listened to every episode. I'm enriched by the experience. Definitely not educated, in no way smarter, but enriched in the warm hug of humanity. I'll take that. I'll take that. And I know it's a bit of a stab at us as well there with the was it? Uh, not educated. I just took that as a really nice thing it to say. It is a lovely thing to yeah. say. So good on him. And for him having taken that time to listen to every episode, how many are you up to? 43, 44? This is number 44, I think. Just goes to show surgeons aren't that busy. <laughs> that's right. They're always yeah. about being short They might have a little bit of a silk and a wind yeah, every now right, and then. Yeah. Now, I've done 44 surgeries today. Yeah. Well, you still listen to Fat and that, Ginger, mate. Right, yeah. so, for an hour and a half yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, next one is Violet from Kerr Lewis. And she says, I listened to the show for the first time last week. Ugh. 
Uh, maybe I'm a little too old for this. Did she write that sound? Yes. Ugh. Ugh. E-U-R. How did she spell it? U-R-G-H. Exclamation mark. Ugh. 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 That's yeah. not bad. Well, I'm, uh, I'm a little old for this. You said yes or no to turning up next week, being in fact this yeah, week. Yeah, we did say. We did say that, yes. In yep. and tell us if we can... And Come she, in or not? She said, "Just play the music because I don't want to hear about any pooey nappies again." Well, well, I didn't want to experience it, I suppose. No. But yeah, maybe she's right. I might have been a bit. Vulgar. I was a bit worried about talking about it at the really? time. That's a thing we all do. Um, yeah, I know. And all I was saying is what happened. We had Stubbsy's story a few months back about when the robot cleaner spread the dog pool over the floor. Yeah, true. Yeah, so yeah, poo's acceptable. Well, Violet it doesn't say how old she is. No, yeah, I don't know. I just think if I saw her in the street, I'd probably go, "Ugh." No, you wouldn't. No, no. Okay. No. Uh, Rob from Facebook. So this morning, we had a bit of a writing day today. We did. We had a session today. And a writing session. A writing a writing session. And I told you, I told you I was going to be there a bit late. I lined it up with you. Yeah. All right? You did. So for the second time in the history of us knowing each other, yeah, you were at something what, before I was. seven years. Yeah. You were at something before I was. And what's Well, a- this is the thing, right? It, it might be the second time, but it's starting to constitute a pattern. <laughs> And what I want to try and do is stamp that out yeah, immediately well. before it gets any worse, Tim. Because I think it's the height of rudeness that I have to sit there and wait for you again. Right. So anyway, so <laughs> what this says is, all right, so Rob from Facebook says, tell Tim to turn up 30 minutes before the real time should sort the lateness out. Now, what's funny here is that he's actually misspelt Luke. So Did he? Yeah. Well, it says Tim, not Luke. Ah, uh, right. See what I I've done the, there? I see the game. Yeah, right. But, no. but it's funny that, like, Rob actually believes that, that it's not ironic. No. Because, like, I am the latest person ever oh, in the history of the world. Well, right? you, and, you and that other person that we know together yeah, yeah, yeah. are the two worst time managers. And my Rob. sister. Well. Oh, she's shocking. Well, actually, sorry, in fairness, your sister's the winner. I reckon she wins, Yeah, actually. and Because I'm always constantly five to ten minutes late in everything I do. And it's a bit like, if I can use a soccer mm. reference, that's like selecting Pele in front of Maradona. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that's the levels yeah, we're yeah. talking here. You guys are hopeless. I, I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. But I might be five to ten minutes late in everything. Yeah. Maybe sometimes 15, right? I've been at my sister's place... <laughs> And when she has to be there, she starts getting ready. So yeah, 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 yeah. I've been there where she goes, oh, I've got to be here. And I'll go, don't you have that lunch at two o'clock or whatever? And she goes, yeah, I've just got to walk the dog quickly. <laughs> you go, but they're probably sitting there waiting for you yeah, right yeah. now. Oh, yeah, I know. That's what she's like. Yeah, she's yeah. worse than me by yeah. far. And what Rob's saying is the 30-minute thing. We actually, as a family, did that to her for a long time. Did it work? Yeah, it did. But then she realised we were doing it, so she started allowing for it. Uh-huh. So we've got to sort of make it an hour now. <laughs> and it'll, it'll just to take into yeah, account the half an hour she's going to know about, but then also the half an hour she doesn't know about. It becomes complicated, doesn't it? Oh, in the end, we're going to be saying, hey, we'll meet you for lunch at 2 a.m. Meet you, t- meet you on Tuesday. <laughs> turn up on, on Wednesday. So, so look, um, good on you, Rob, anyway, for believing my crap. No, that's right. And thanks for uh, contributing. So, yeah. look. Uh, can we have a song and we'll go on? Well, you requested this specifically. Is there I a did. reason why you did? Is it because no, it's summer or? Well, it's summer. There's been a bit of rain in summer and I haven't had much input to the music recently. No, you haven't. I'd say none at all. None at all. And I- there's a reason for that. <laughs> I think you cracked the shits with me ever since I played the 1812 over yeah, on this show. You haven't had any input since then, but I didn't mind this one. Yeah. Now, tell me what you used to think as a young kid when this film clip came on back in 1989. Time for some alone time. <laughs> Station sponsors. So what should people go and do then, Tim? Support the sponsors that support us. And what was the sponsorship? I don't know. (laughs)
but it's important. No, Licious Gapes or something. No, Garden. I was sort of Landscape. focused on the fact that I just bought a Santa suit here at the Pulse. And people should come in. We should tell people to yeah. come in. They've got like a, a sale on. Well, what you call hey, it? Like actually, a, actually, here we go. You can read oh, that. You want me to read this? Yeah, come on. Okay. This holiday season, 94.7 The Pulse are asking for only one gift, for you to become a subscriber. So do that. All right. So <laughs> as I said, it's not that hard to read that. And they've got like a little sale thing on in here. They have it. There's a lot of stuff too. It's great. Yeah. And I just bought a Santa suit, didn't I? You did. And for the princely sum of? $6 it was. And it's a beard, a hat. And the suit. And the suit. I don't know if the glasses come with it, but they've got a guy in the picture on the, on the packet who's got glasses. I'm with you on that because you go, okay, so we're about to roll out our Santa suits, right? Yeah. Which in the day would have gone for 20 bucks at least. Oh, more. Big ticket item. Probably, yeah. No, that's why people should come into the post. They've, they've got someone in it who is about 25 to 30 wearing glasses. He looks like, what's a guy that used to have a curiosity show? He looks like the guy off the curiosity show. <laughs> he does. They've dressed so him up in a Santa Maybe that's who it is. Oh, you're in times are tough. Well, you know. You know, it works, work. He was curious for a bit, then he'd spiralled into a land of drugs and women. Full-blown acceptance. Yeah. Right. When you're curious like that, sometimes you'll try anything. Yes, indeed. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it can lead you down the wrong path. It certainly did. What do you think of Belinda Carlisle's song before? Oh, I'm a big fan of Belinda Carlisle. I'm sure you are. Yeah. Uh, look, we've got some exciting times right now. Yeah. Because one of our strongest segments, one of the things that we're doing a, a show at the Comedy Festival mm, around, based on this segment, you rang me one day and said, I've got an idea for a new segment, Force Night Out, where we buy tickets for the other person to something they'll dislike. Have you? Obviously, you've seen Back to the Future. Yeah. I wish I could get in the DeLorean right now. And take that away. <laughs> go back in the- <laughs> is that what you'd do? Hey? Like, if you could go back and change anything, is that the thing you'd change? Oh, and I'd do the sports almanac thing too. I think yeah, everyone, no, when no. they saw that in that, that, that too, was they said, yeah, yeah no, nah, that's what you need to do. That, but anyway, yeah. play the jingle. Let's get into it. Okay, fair enough. Time to get the boys out of their comfort zone and broaden their horizons with a fast night out. Yeah, so Force Night Out, I'm just going to play on my phone while you talk. I just don't want anything to do with anything to do with this, do you? So, ladies and gentlemen, Tim made me go to... I did. ...a uh, Sunday morning. So, we had a gig at the Comedy Festival on Saturday night. It went, went fantastically, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, the show, yep, uh, with Dave Thornton. The Dave Thornton, I think uh, Ethan Kavanagh was a real standout. Yeah, amazing. Who else was great? Uh, Lisa Gatton. Lisa Gatton, he was funny as. Luke like, Massey was appalling. Oh, um, crap, yeah, Tosh yeah. Walker was great, and the MC was just... Oh, yeah, average. Average. But so. uh, <laughs> because that was coming up, and the next morning I had to go to the Plant Shakers. Yes, So did. Well, yep. I'm going to skip forward to what happened on the on this Sunday morning. So I, we had the gig. I didn't get home until late by the time I unpacked all the car. Made it to the Planet Shakers by 9.30. Can I just say something before we go on too? Is yeah. that we're not casting aspersions on anyone's beliefs at all. Oh, absolutely you not. Believe what no, you no, want, no. that's fine. So Tim wanted me to go and get a little bit of spirituality well, in my life. I think you need saving. And, and <laughs> I probably do, to be honest. But I'm not sure that that's the place to go. No. Now, for me, for other people, yes. Yeah. Now, what Tim thought it was going to be was two hours of sermons... Two yeah, hours. Yeah, I picked the wrong one. You picked the wrong one, mate. Because what you sent me to was essentially a two-hour concert. And good music, and, you said. And the muso, I rang Tim afterwards. I said, mate, the musos were incredible. They Do were really good. They were swapping instruments between songs. They were great. It was like a two-hour gig that if it wasn't that content, mm. that I would go and see every Sunday. And Do you reckon they were professionals that... Well, I, I, I don't know the, how it works. The congregation members that just... Look, pick. they were obviously rehearsed because yeah. it wasn't just... Like, they were rapping. Wow. It, there was a, a band, but there was a bunch of singers out the front taking in turns, and they were singing, like, Christmas carols. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. But then sometimes they turn like Silent Night into a rap. Wow. And have these two people at the front rapping. And it was brilliant. Yeah. It, like, honestly, like a couple of times I stood up to watch. The people were standing up and they had their arms up in the air and doing all that sort of stuff. But I was really getting into it. How many people were there? I'd say about saying. 100 to 150. Yeah. Like, it was a few. Capacity? It wasn't at capacity. No. But I sat at the back. Why'd you do that? Uh, because I had some notes to do for the pilot we shot last night, so I took that time. But I, I, honestly, mate, I, I enjoyed it. I'd have to say I enjoyed it. There was a couple of bits. He, he did a sermon, and I listened to that, and I thought, hey, I can see why people are into it. It's not for me, but I can see why people are into it. But the music itself was brilliant. Hmm. I have to say brilliant. Now, I remember, you know the band Live? They did like yeah. lightning crashes, mm. and they had that album that went gangbusters throwing copper. I used to be a massive fan of them. Until someone told me they were a Christian band. Mm. Kings of Leon. And I didn't know. And it sort of put me off a little bit, and it probably shouldn't have, just because the message is in that vein. I mean, the fact that I sang their songs and didn't know means it wasn't just that. There was just a nice message underneath. So I I probably shouldn't have done that. But I could have easily gone along every Sunday and listened to that. Great news, though. Played an hour and a half. They they knocked off half early, too, which I was happy with. Uh, it, it was fantastic, and you were you were you were shattered, were you? Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed that you actually enjoyed it, but then again, it might just be a bit of a facade. You, you might have really been sitting there going, "This is crap." Can I play a little bit? Yeah, please do. Oh, yeah, hang on. So the message is, "I love you, Lord." What is it? I haven't picked up on it. My question is this. So not every summer was great. <laughs> but so, there some really cool moments is what I'm saying. What if God's had a big night in the booze on Saturday night and he's trying to have a sleep in? Because he deserves it, right? He's a busy guy. Well, he's done some stuff. He's done some stuff. And he just wants to have a sleep in on a Sunday and all of a sudden up the fax line or whatever he's got up there is, you know, oh, I love you, God. It's like a kid coming Yeah, but he's in. not responding. It's not like he's <laughs> sitting there going, oh, geez, I've got to write another fan letter. That's you know. That, <laughs> oh, they want me to put me picture up in the hallway again. That's right. Yeah, all right. I'll send them one of me pictures. It's not like he's doing that. He's uh, just sitting there going, "Oh, that's great, thanks, guys." But uh, I'm a bit busy at the moment. Be like, a, be like a kid coming to your bed when you're hungover and just shaking, going, oh, "I love you, Dad. I love you, Dad. I love you, Dad. I love you, Dad." Okay, that's great. Thanks. Yeah, very that's much. awesome. I'm trying to get some sleep over here. Here's the iPad. Go and watch 15 yeah. episodes of Bluey. I had a few last night. I got into the holy wine. <laughs> And I'm not really, but but then there was a bit of this sort of stuff too. So rich, we see every single person. Why? Because Jesus came, not just for a particular type of person. No, Jesus came so that every single one of us. Cheeky round of applause. I didn't get any applause on Saturday night. Yeah, I got less than that. And he's not even trying to be funny. No. So, you know, they're they're spreading a nice message, mate. And I didn't mind that because it was to music. This is what I said to you when I got out. I rang you. I said, mate, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, talk about that too. And and the other thing was I would much prefer an hour and a half of that than an hour in a normal church. Now, again, I'm not saying that people shouldn't go to church. I'm not saying they should enjoy church or anything like that. I'm just saying it's not for me. I said my personal preference is I would rather sit through an hour and a half of Planet Shakers than an hour in a normal church, and I'd get more out of it. So because you enjoyed it so much and you thought it was a great Sunday morning and everything, did you yep. uh, yeah, put something in the offertory bowl? Give them uh, some cash? Well, I didn't actually, Tim. No, you know No? That. You know I did. Well, I've not made of money. 
I'm not made of offerings. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they did actually at one stage, I thought, well, beauty, I've got no cash. I don't carry cash, so I'm, in, I'm <laughs> oh, safe. come on, mate. And that's when they put that slide up the front. With the QR code on it. The QR codes. There was that. You can go to our website or you can uh, text us. What? I don't know how that works, Jeez. but if you text this, you well, can do, do it. Do they have like a, you know, the square readers that we use for the shows? Do they have? No, 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 I didn't see any of that. They would have one of those shorts. They didn't somewhere. say it's your first time, you've got to have a chat to us out yes, in front. I'm interested about this, right? So they said if it's your first time, stick your hand up. And, yeah. and you did stick your hand I up? I did stick my hand up. Did you hand. really? In the spirit of things I yeah. did, yeah. With any other hands up? Um, there was a couple. There wasn't many. They handed me a thing saying, welcome to church. Yeah. Which you, saw, you saw what happened to that. <laughs> I uh, did. A, it was great. It um, wasn't anything to do with me. My daughter might have got a hold with it, yeah. with the, a lighter. The, so those other people that are there, though, they, they're probably just people who have eventually given in, aren't they? They will work um, with someone and come along, come along. If you stop talking about it, I'll come along. Right, yeah. Um, like I said, it, it's each to their own, right? Now, if I was in a dark place, mate, and not this studio that we've squashed this into, but another dark it's cozy. place. It's cozy. It's right? cozy. I'm nearly touching. <laughs> then I would definitely get behind it because it's two hours of going to hear a really nice message, some great music. There were some really positive, fantastic people around. A bloke sitting next to me introduced me to his little baby girl, and it was a bit we had a bit of a chat. Now, this so. is all new to me. You didn't tell me about this. Oh, his name is Sam. So you got mates now there. Well, I've got a, one mate. Coming around for a barbecue he, and a Because it's a bit where he says, go and chat to each other. So he come over and had a chat. Go in, yeah. And made, a, made peace be with you. Yeah, a little on. tiny nine-month-old girl was starting to walk. Yeah, so I was sort of watching her and she was going all right. Yep. So, yeah, look, overall, I'd say as a forced night out, it was a great experience. Shit. <sighs> Righto. Let's get to the next bit. Well, let's go back in time now. Yeah. So the night before, I didn't know it was going to be a great experience. And I might have got a little bit ahead of myself and I apologise for that it doesn't happen often but sometimes you can't, and this is the problem you can't de-escalate an escalation yeah I know I you've, gone, you've gone too far you've I've g- thought the, the primary school concert was a you've gone nuclear. top shelf you've gone nuclear I've gone into orbit you have gone into orbit so if I had known it was going to be <laughs> quite enjoyable <laughs> I probably wouldn't have, no I still would have done it stuff yeah but what we did Tim is yeah. I sort of thought well usually we give each other our force night out in this tiny little bit not this tiny but it's usually no, bigger it's usually bigger than this yeah it's in the one next door yeah, that we're usually in yep. um, but because it was a comedy mm. night and we had a packed house and everyone was in a great mood I thought mm. well why not share that experience with 170 people yeah, cool. So that's what I did, Tim. I was really kind to them. Yeah. I gave them all a Christmas present. We've only got another about you know, 40 minutes left of the show, so if you want to hurry up with this, that'd be great. Okay, yeah. let me find the moment. So <laughs> I gave a little bit of a build-up, didn't I? Thank you, Tim. Now, church is getting tough tomorrow. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll burst into flames as soon as I walk through the door. <laughs> but what do you get... For an experience, for a man like Tim, a man of not just knowledge but learning, a man of many things. And I thought, well, maybe he's spending too much time coming from a man's perspective. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mr. Tim Young, we'll be attending on the 20th of January the Sacred Women's Circle. Are you really going to send me? No, it was a different one, but it was similar. On the 20th of January, the Sacred Women Circle. Now, this sounds weird because Tim's obviously not a woman. And this is a place... Maybe I identify Well, this is a safe place which welcomes all who identify as women or a woman trapped in a man's body who is thinking about transitioning. Let us see you with all your little friends. We're trying to learn. We're trying to teach. 
So Tiffany's partner Jody. Jody, I've got you a ticket as well. Sorry about that. We'll be going along. But Tim, I couldn't put you down as Tim Young. I put you down as Tina Young, as you can see there. So uh, Jody and Tina will be attending. Um, See, they're very supportive. The crowd did you love it. You want to get yeah. learn. You might come back a, a new man or a new woman. Who is that one? Yeah. So, Tim, I'm just going to pass the mic back to you, mate. I love you. Luke, nice to everyone. Alright. What was good though was after that you just buggered off stage and yeah, just left it to it. Pick up the pieces. So you're sending me off to, and I, look, and what I hate about this is I've been outplayed again that I'm genuinely, yeah, I am almost worried about going to this because it's going to be people, very serious people. Well, they're going there to talk about some serious problems. That, that's and, right. And they're expecting a circle of women. That's right. Now, you are not a woman. No, no. Nor not. do you look like one. <laughs> no. So, when you've got this big rugby player looking guy who loves his cricket and sports and sometimes sits down on the couch with his agates hanging out of his shorts, right? <laughs> Indeed. You'll sit in a circle and have an agate out and they're going to go, hang on, this <laughs> hey, is oh, right. Wow. So, you are going to have to play yeah. the part, Tim. Unlike when you went to the drag rave oh, and you refused to get dressed up, right, and everyone stared at you like you didn't belong. Don't play on your phone. You listen to this, right? Unlike that moment, the only way you are going to get away with this, my friend, is to play the part of Tina But Young. I think, unfortunately, you're right. Yeah. This is the problem because I'm going to stand out a little bit, right? And I'm going to have A little to, bit. <laughs> because it's not, like the, it's not like the pole dancing. I can't go in. Because with the pole dancing, they were fantastic, right? Mm. I walked in and I said, I'm here for a dare, do a pole dancing class. And they were all very happy and accepting. We had a great time and it was good and fun and whatnot. Great. That's not going to happen here. It's in Coburg. Yeah. We're talking like, yeah, wow. Well, you're in the circle of trust. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm a fly in the ointment of the circle of trust. Oh, yeah, They're going to no. look at you and go, I can't tell my women's problems because of this man. That's right. So the only way you're going to be able to get around that without it's, getting it's, hatred of everyone in that room is by saying, I'm a woman trapped in a man's body. <laughs> It's not even remotely believable. Well, it's got to be, mate. You've got to say, listen, I'm Tina. I'm here to try and work out how to get around this issue. And look, again, we're not trying to take the piss of people. We're just trying to learn. What I'll do is I won't have a shave for a couple of days, too. (laughs) Bit of a beard going in, I'll go, oh, look, I'm looking to transition. They go, well, first thing, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, lose the beard. Lose the beard, then the agates, and then we'll talk. (laughs) That's right. Look, we do need to move on with the show. You have got me uh, well done. I was pretty proud of myself. I I, I hate to see where it goes from here. Oh, mate, you are in trouble. I've got to find something. We'll be signed up to, like, the space program or something. There's going to be something crazy. (laughs) No, it's going to have to involve you getting hurt or something. I don't know what it is yet. We'll find out. Well, I thought they'd play this song in honour of you and your transitioning. Lovely. It's called Don't Stop Me Now. Fantastic. Tonight, I'm gonna have myself a real good time. One of my favourite songs ever. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah. You've picked the last two songs mm. now, and I've got to say I approve of both. Thank you. Oh, I think that's actually... I know everyone holds up Bohemian Rhapsody as being one of the greatest songs of all time, and it is, but I think that's one of the greatest songs as well. Yeah, you love it, don't you? I do. Hey, we've got another Stan Dexter classic. Yep, and this is the reason that he's on gardening leave. So we gave him a chance, mm. he came back, and then, he, and then this he, happened. He's, yeah, no good, just play it. It's time to check in with your trainee reporter, Stan Dexter. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Tim. Uh, look, apologies about the whole Kiev thing. I'm getting the money back to you. 
I'm here with John Petherbridge, who's the president of the Australian Cheese Lovers Association. G'day, John. Good afternoon, Stan. How lovely to have you here. Now, what makes John's love of cheese very unusual is that John is, in fact, severely lactose intolerant. Yes, Dan, that's right. It's a challenge. But I do love my cheese, so I just soldier on. Uh, okay, great. Uh, now, I believe we're going to try a couple of your favourite cheeses today. <laughs> yes, we are. I'm very excited about this. Now, first, we're going to try a delicious brie from King Island. Mmm, what a lovely nutty flavour. <laughs> Sorry? Oh, right, the cheese. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Now, let's step it up a notch. Let's have a nice big wedge of bitey blue, shall we? Do, do you think you should? Yes. Oh, definitely never felt better. Now, here, get into this. What a tremendous bite it has to it. Can you taste that? John, mate, that's not the only thing that has a real bite to it. Jesus, my eyes are watering. Oh, yes, the experience is as much about aroma as it is about taste. If you're smelling it, you're tasting it. I was afraid of that, John. Look, we're almost out of time. What's the final cheese you have for us? Stan, this is my absolute favourite. A wonderful, mature, smooth cheddar. Holy moly, John is down, and if my cheese-tasting nose is on point, he has, in fact, shat himself. Bugger this, I am out of here. This is Stan Dexter for... Jesus, it's... Back to you in the studio. If I'm being honest, we don't know where he is. Well, we, we did try and say that we'd stood him down, but really he's... Yeah, no, and how bad is that, getting stood down by Stan Dexter? That's that's right, yeah. So he nearly <laughs> killed the poor bloke. I believe he's just made a recovery now. So, mm. but, uh, yeah, we don't know where Stan Dexter is. Maybe he makes a comeback in 2023 if we can try I'd like him down. to see him again. Yeah. I we think he's great. We did have a job for him, but we can talk about that later. Okay, cool. All right, so uh, what's next on our very well-prepared well prepared we Well, we got the Justin Murphy oh, award. Yeah. I think we need to do it because this is a really important thing to talk about. So I'll play the jingle straight away. Yep. Uh, award named after a guy who lives in Virginia in the States for just general... I wonder what he's doing for Christmas. Uh, probably sitting by himself. Just sooking. Rubbing himself in peanut butter and jam and... <laughs> waiting for the dog to get there. <laughs> that's the one. He, uh, he, he wrote in and abused us, but he was really too and it was vulgar. So, that's too vulgar for Facebook. Yeah, he abused us for being vulgar, but was that vulgar himself that Facebook took it so off? This, we we the, didn't like him This award's all about just general... Hypocrisy act. or being a... Dick. Toss. Yeah, that's it. So who we got this week? Uh, well, everyone would have seen what happened in the soccer last week, mate. Yep. Those, they're not soccer fans. I don't no. know why we call them soccer fans. They go there just to cause crap and yep. and uh, make idiots of themselves. And, you know, we all like a bit of larrikinism to a certain this extent. We, we, look, no, this isn't it, but I'm saying, no. what, when we were younger, I used to go to the footy and have a couple of drinks and yell out a little bit. Yeah, and, but that's... Di- yeah. you know, but I've stopped doing that no. uh, <laughs> as of, as of uh, the grand final day. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> I haven't done it since September. So, oh, uh, but sure. what I'm saying is, there's, yeah. there's fun at the footy. That's right. And then there's this. Now, this isn't footy fans. Yep. This is just people. I think they've even said a couple of them are in extremist groups, which doesn't. Yeah, I me. did hear that. And you just go, okay. So, 
I don't understand what they're trying to achieve. So the footage I saw, they've thrown flares on the field. So you can't go fishing at the moment because you can't get your hands on flares because they've got them all. So they th- they threw a flare on the field. The keeper, right? So I landed next to the keeper, who must have yeah. been from the other team. The keeper's picked it up and just tossed it back in the crowd. Like, have back your stupid flare. Yeah. And that's when things really kicked off. And then they've all jumped the fence and Look, started Probably not a great thing to do by the keeper. What it doesn't deserve is what follows. No, that's right. And, I, and agree. I think uh, a mate of mine who's into his soccer, and we've already confessed that we're not, um, told me that that's happened before where the keepers tossed it back into the crowd. Yeah. And the crowd turned on the bloke who threw it. Yeah. Not. Like said, oh, well, you're throwing it back at us. Well, he's throwing flares at a sportsman on the field. That's right. It's landed near him. It could easily hit him. Yeah. It wasn't like he wasn't aiming for him. He was. Yeah. He's just a bad throw. So to turn it back and throw it back in into the group that threw it, to it's me, is like, like fair well, play. Well, yeah, you know, have it back. Yeah, see how you like yeah, it. That's right. Yeah. So uh, what followed was just, you know, ridiculous, mate. But what is it with soccer fans and flares? I don't know where well, that you comes know, from. I suppose because it's such a boring sport. They've got to try and light it up somehow. That right. It's not... The most, you know, when you watch the footy, you're watching the footy. Yeah. Unless your team's getting belted, you're yeah. glued to it. You, you are, know? that's right, because a lot of stuff happens. But cricket's the same. Cricket has long, what you bowl a ball, then you've got to sit there for about 40 seconds too while, while they go, yeah, sitting in the heat. But nobody's throwing flares on the ground. No, but that, that's sort of what I was trying to get to was so when you went to the grand final last year, right, like no yeah. one makes preparations like you and your family go to the footy. It's yeah. quite incredible. There's food, there's drink, there's shelter, there's car park spaces. It's a whole big production. Yeah. One thing you didn't pack was flares. Yeah, what well, does anyone... I take? was wearing them. <laughs> That's it. Why would you take flares to a sporting contest? No, it's something... People say it's tradition or something like that. Is it done in any other country? I don't know. Not anymore, I don't think. I think maybe it used to be, but yeah. you just go, why are you doing it? Like They're pretty dangerous sort of things. Yeah, well, they're on fire. Yeah, man, that's right. They're, they're lit up and they're, it's uncontrolled. So and, I don't know. And yeah. then to, to invade the pitch, like it's just I don't know. It just yeah. it boggles my mind, and it's it's a real problem for them because if you had young kids, you're not going to take them to the soccer. Well, not just that. They've invaded the pitch, but they've thrown a bucket and hit the keeper in the head yeah. and split his head open. That's right. I mean, we're talking one of the worst things that can happen on a sporting yeah. field. That's right. You know what I mean, like it just bothers that this is sort of happening in our country in this in day our, and age. In, in this day and age, yeah, but it, that's sort of happening. But um, but this is what I'm talking about. These people go; they're not soccer fans. They're not Melbourne Victory fans. No, they're, just, they're people that go there to cause shit, and they've caused shit. You know, idiots. And then other blokes are just hanging off the the goal, like, uh, oh, I'll take this opportunity to do some bench press. What are they called? Sit ups. Uh, pull ups. Pull ups. I never done them. No, no, no. But, uh, if um, I'd have done that, the goal would have been bet in the middle. So, look, and this is the thing too, right? Like, they're not real smart because, what is it? It's a televised sporting event. Mm. Plenty of footage of mm. them running on the field and acting like dickheads. Yeah, good. Yep, good. So, Justin Murphy Award for everyone that ran on the field yeah. at the A-League. And day. anyone else who likes soccer, really. <laughs> you all get it. You're all tarnished with the same brush. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. it. that's it. Yeah, no, look, I'm, I'm with that. I'll, I'll back you up there. All right. You know what they haven't done? What? They haven't smashed any pumpkins. What? I haven't smashed pumpkins, oh, Tim. We're about to right uh, now. They're an angry group. Luke, that was the Smashing Pumpkins, angry, angry band. Well, 1979. Yeah. How's uh, while we were listening some to some breaking that, news? Some breaking news, massive yep. breaking news. Yep. Who was the lady who wrote in? Uh, a Violet. Violet. You might want to turn your radio off for a bit. Violet's almost certainly not listening now, yeah. but she wrote in saying, I'm sick of hearing about like feces and nappies yeah, and well, stuff. Well, strap yourselves in. Yeah, well, you're about to get a little announcement. So I won't say the name of the place, 
because it's around the corner for me in Mount Denise. But <laughs> the <laughs> the resort pool will be closed effective immediately for hygienic cleaning. Uh, we would like to take this opportunity to remind members the importance of children wearing swimming nappies when using the pools. Oh dear. So ensure, Code Brown. ensure your child has a swimming nappy on whilst in the pool every time. I wonder where Bentley was. <laughs> Might have to look into where... A couple of errant Chiquito bars in the pool there at... Uh, well, we all like a poly waffle when it's <laughs> from the supermarket. Those. I don't know, do they? I don't know. Let's find out. There's a job for next year. Yeah. All right. Look, time is getting away from us, so we need yep. to move on. Yeah, we've got, got a jingle there. Money, don't we? What are we doing? That's crap. That's crap. Okay. Don't believe the hype. That's actually crap. All right, so I'll start if I may. So that's crap, my favourite segment, which isn't a lot different to the rest of the show, really. It's just us <laughs> whinging. Just, just us whinging. Yeah. We just give it a jingle and call it something but else. Firstly, that's crap that we forgot this segment last week. Yeah, but well, let's give it to us. Because so we're going to be prepared to dish it out to other people. We've got to take it. We've got to take it, that's mate. That's right. But the one I had was, and not I went... long. No, that's... <laughs> we're not get, idiots. Get cranky very quickly. Mm. Um, so I went into Melbourne the other day. I can't remember what for. I went in, obviously, as listeners and yourself know, to go to the museum the other day. But yeah. I had another reason to go in there. I can't remember what, what it was the, for. The, the windows, wasn't it? Yeah, no, but that was the same day. Oh, so yeah. you went up another day. Another day for something. Oh, you didn't tell me. No, I know. Sorry, mate. I'll take you next time. Sometimes right? I like to have a little excursion. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Okay. You need some I'll stimulation. Just remember it for next year, right? <laughs> and, 2023, uh, year and, of Luke and Tim. <laughs> and it just got, shut up. It just got me to thinking how overrated big cities are. Yeah. That when you go in there, everything takes ages. So oh, that's what it was. I went to visit my dad. And I went to visit my dad yesterday again, and he's over in Ringwood on the other side of Melbourne. Mm. It took me two and a half hours to get over there and two and a half hours to get back mm. with the traffic. And it just got me thinking, big cities overrated. That's what it was. Remember, we went up to do the editing thing in West Melbourne. Oh, I went and That's there. Yeah, so yeah. it was raining. The traffic was heavy. There'd been an accident on the freeway. And you get up there, and you look at what you get for your money in terms of rent or buying, mm. and everything's a lot smaller, congested. It's so, just- so what are you putting in that crap? Because everyone thinks big cities are no, great. No, what are you putting in? Big the, cities. The whole thing. Like Melbourne, Melbourne, basically. No, 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 no. Not Melbourne. I don't want, you know, six and a half million people. So you're saying so. every city goes into that crap? I think big cities are overrated. What's a big city constitute? Uh, over a million people. Okay. So that's most major cities. That, thank you. Right. And ever since COVID, they're even more redundant because everyone can just work from home. So you don't need to go into the office. You don't need to buy a house in Brunswick to live near the so office. So you're talking about 80% of the population in that crap. Yeah, pretty much, yep. yep. Of the world. Well, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, so, most people live in cities. So the, well, what I've, what I've learnt, right, is if we be mm. nice and try and engage people on a positive level, everyone ignores us. Whereas if I'm going to hang shit on 80% of the world's population, that phone's going to go off its tits. Oh, look at it go now. Oh, I know. Look at it go crazy. Well, okay. First of all, two yeah. and a half hours there, yeah. two and a half hours mm. back, I'd be starting to think, how much do I like my dad? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, well, good point. Yeah. yeah. It was, and just by the time we got back, I just had enough. Yeah. And I just think, you could, you're not a great example. Most people, you say, I'll be there in 15 minutes. You'll be there in 15 minutes. Yeah. Whereas you go the same distance in Melbourne, it's probably going to take you an hour. Yeah. Right? And then you're going to go somewhere where a latte's seven bucks, right? And then you're going to sit there while some guy with a manicured beer with oils in it and a top knot. I understand. Now, but I will ask you this question. Yeah. What would you be doing otherwise? What do you mean? Other than sitting in traffic? Well, what do you do yeah. when you're not at work? Yeah. Or sitting in that traffic, what would you have been doing if you hadn't I'm been doing there? it right now, you idiot? Well, in a radio show. Well, yeah, I've been. We do it for two hours a week. Well, I'm saying, what would you have done that day if you didn't go to Melbourne? Walk the dogs. 
Walk the dogs. Yep, there you go. Walk but missing seven Bear, bear with seven a hours. puffer jacketry and Leopold. No, no, no. It's too warm for puffer jackets. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, you're not forcing them to do it just for the no, 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 appearances? No, 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 no. It's all about Because you strike me as a Mrs. Bouquet sort of a person. <laughs> That you just do it. Just they, to didn't, they get, didn't they get some mileage out of that one joke? Yeah. <laughs> How many seasons of that show just found that yeah. one gag? So there you go. That's crap. Big cities, yours. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to give that to you, mate. Don't care. Go next. I go to Melbourne a lot. I don't quite like it. Yeah, but would you live there? No, no. There oh, we go. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Yep. Uh, mine mm. is the gather round. Gather round what? So. The AFL. What are we gathering? Have what now? Realise that we got to finish the show first, mate. We can't gather around anything right now. Well, we, we're, we're sort of across from each other. In April, we're going to gather around. So, what <sighs> the rugby have worked out they can do quite well is called the Magic Round. Yeah, they do it in the union too, do league they? and union. Yeah. Well, union. Does anyone know that? <laughs> no, that's what no one's. The mar- <laughs> <laughs> that's where it should be gathering. Gather round. <laughs> the market. All ye fans. <laughs> the marketing pigeon at rugby yeah. Australia. <laughs> Is that the same one as Cricket Australia? Yeah, the, the AFL have copied the NRL because yes. it works so well. Yeah. And they've decided to put nine games Ma- in Adelaide next Magic week. Round, great name. Great name. Gets you up and about. Gets you excited. Yeah. Magic, wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's all in the same so place. So they do the competition and said, what can you come up with to call this? We can't call it the Magic Round because we've stolen the idea off the NRL. <laughs> we need a different yeah. name for it. Yeah. And some, I'm going to say it, some wanker, <laughs> right? there's yeah. no other way no. to get your head around this, has decided to call it the Gather Round. Gather Round what? Well, exactly. Oh, Just I- so <laughs> stupid. Stupid. It's like the worst pun. It's like someone said it for a joke and they've gone, <laughs> and they go, oh, yeah, we're going to do that. Actually, goes, no, 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 I just said it for a joke. I was just mucking yeah. around. Yeah, no, that's right. And the person sitting there saying that while the other's going, hang on, that doesn't offend anyone. It sort of embraces all the inclusion stuff we're driving Yeah, but it's stupid. But it doesn't and matter. It, no, it doesn't matter, mate. It doesn't matter. We're talking here. Just hang on a minute. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah tick, tick, tick. I think we're going to go we're with that. We're going to go with that. An old mate in the corner is pulling his hair out. Going, no, no, I was joking. I was joking. Yeah, it's just so. They might as well call it the reach around. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's the sort of people that have come up with these. It's just an absolute farce that they're sticking with it. Surely someone's got to go, all right, we mucked up. We'd had a few that night. We had a meeting. We thought, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. We wrote it down. Uh, and then we all went home to bed and had a hangover the next day. And then someone's actually gone, typed it up and sent it out. Yeah, and it's in Adelaide. It's so stupid, mate. I'm actually going to. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to head over for it. But a, uh, Great idea. Great just idea. the name. Just the name is so stupid. So Agreed. not the actual... What I'm putting in that scrap is not the actual event. That's the name. The name. Oh, I agree. Couldn't agree with you more. It cannot stand any longer. The gather round. The next year. They should change it for the year after. The gather round. The gather round. Oh, see, because it's a verb, it's like dynamic and inclusive. It's not a noun or an adjective. Oh, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, great. Gather round. See, what you should do is use that voice when you go to your force night out. Can you just imagine what you'd say then? Go on, quick. (laughs) Just do a quick um, say, guys. (laughs) Girls? No, no, I don't want to get hit in my car on the way home by angry people. <laughs> Actually, the car will help. The car will help. You mean? The Kia Rio, yeah. It probably will. Yeah. All right, well, we better move on. We've yes. got some stuff to do. Well, we need um, to talk to Milne. We need to talk to Milne. I'm going to yep. try and get him on the phone. Let's yep. play a song. A bit of Nirvana? Yep. Okay. All right, mate, that was Nirvana. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, geez, Kurt, he's still got it, mate. Well, probably not these days. No, been, no, not these days. He's been in a, a coffin for a long time. A raspy these days, I'd imagine. And only half a head, I'd imagine, too. Jesus. He got rid of most of it. But what a performer he was before he, was. he did that. Yeah, he was. Mm. What have we got? Well, we have a special guest, mate. 
mm. one of the all-time greats, yep. not just of the St Kilda Footy Club, but of AFL in general. Don't argue with that. Uh, yeah. I think he kicked around about somewhere between six and 700 goals. As a small forward, would that yeah. be the most, do you reckon? Oh, look, you're the aficionado on football. Well, but there wouldn't be, be there. too many small forwards that have kicked more goals yeah. than this bloke. He kicked 13 straight one day, too. And he's been involved in some of the biggest moments in AFL history, too. Well, yes, he has, including uh, last night. What happened last night? Well, well, we did a pilot, Tim. Where at? Uh, at my old man's place, actually. <laughs> uh, we didn't pay much for the location. The Ponderosa. But yeah, uh, Mil- Milne, oh, I'll introduce him. Stephen Milne, ladies and gentlemen, and one of the absolute superstars of the AFL. Yeah, Milne? Hello, boys. How you going? Yeah, good. Thanks, Milne. Good to talk to you. No, thanks for having me on, boys. Appreciate it. No, that's all right. Look, my first question is, I, I remember my partner at the time was a massive St Kilda fan in 2010, as much as I hate to bring it up. and Got in there straight away. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> not warming up. I just, look, I, I just, I always thought, because now obviously there's extra time in the event of a drawn grand final, there's no replays anymore, but... As a, as a team and as a professional player, how do you get yourself back up again to play again the next week? Like That must have been really, really hard. It was uh, yeah, pretty full on because at the time we didn't really know if we were playing five minutes each end or it went to next week. So everyone was just kind of looking at each other going, what the hell's, what the hell's going to happen next? So um, we had to kind of reassess and I was saying to Luke and uh, Robbo last night that we um, all went home that night. There was a bit going on. So, you know, we met at the pub the next morning and mm. had a lot of waters and just a meeting about how the week's going to plan out. And I think it was one of Rui's pubs. And, yeah, we just sat there and had a good two or three hour meeting about, you know, let's do everything we can to, um, you know, get ourselves up and fit and ready for the next week. But unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be. So, um, but it was pretty, pretty full on to try and get your head around a draw first draw that obviously I've ever seen and watched every grand final since I've been glowing up. So, yep, yep. And now it's completely, it's changed. So if it had been uh, five minutes each way, I think, you know, we were on top. Oh, I reckon you were too. Yeah, so he probably would have won it, but, yeah, they've changed the rules, so not, yeah. not good. No, because there was that, I, I do remember when I watched that moment at the end where, you're right, everyone just sort of was, A, exhausted, and B, just looking at each other going, what's going on? What are we doing here? Another five minutes, mate. I reckon you both would have won it. You were coming home so strong that game. You were on fire, really, for the second half of that game of footy. Wow. Half was kind of, yeah, Colin was going, and they kind of kicked themselves out of it and kind of kept us in, um, kept us in it. So, and then I think I remember Farron Ray going to Dame Swan and cutting him out. Um, and then we just kind of sneaked our way, you know, in front towards the back end of the game. And, um, yeah, then obviously the song went. It was a draw and went to go into the rooms, but they were flooded because one of the showers had leaked. So we had to oh, really? get all our stuff and go to the other rooms. And, yeah, it was, uh, it was mayhem for a couple of hours shot after the game. Oh, yeah. you, you sure you're not getting it mixed up with your old training ground out at... Uh I grabbed where there was yeah. holes in the roof and yeah. Yeah, po- possum <laughs> used to train with us and watch us train. <laughs> that used to be, um, yeah, <laughs> some more stories. And we, we trained there once and it was a real windy day and one of the metal sheets on top of the roof fell. So we um, fell and flew into the middle of the ground when we were just about to start training. So training got pretty cancelled and we trained uh, in the basketball court that day. So <laughs> Marabin had its stories as well. Well, that, that would have been just a little bit of training to help you uh, evade tackles and that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, there's it like a bit of a commando course. We lost a couple, so Ross started to throw some metal sheets from the, 
top of the uh, pavilion <laughs> straight at us. <laughs> that's, that's great. Look, the worry most for anything about the 2010 thing is that it's 12 years ago. I can't believe that that's 12 years ago. Well, Tim, you look like you haven't aged a day. I mate. know, yeah. I know. I still look like... Well, I'm hearing you there. I'm 42, <laughs> I feel like I'm 62, and like even doing that last night, just watching it, it's like feels like an absolute lifetime ago that, yeah, you yeah. know, I used to play footy and... Well, mate, you um, haven't changed a bit, Milne. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I was being kind to Tim. He looks a lot different. Oh, mate. yeah. I did nearly get to 100 in COVID, so I had to start training a little bit. So but, um, I'm in a bit of a, in a routine now, so... Good on you, um, Yeah, it's a uh, like all of us in COVID, it was pretty full on, but I'm uh, yeah, starting to feel okay. So beautiful, mate. And let's talk about the night you kicked. Was it night? I, I think I, I sort of remember it where you kicked thirteen straight again. Yeah, well, I wish it was thirteen, eleven straight. 11 yeah, straight, against was it? Uh, against Brisbane, then twenty two, two thousand five, I think, um, yep. September twelfth. Now I can't remember the exact date, but it was it was a, it was the last game. And come on, mate, you know you can remember exactly the date. <laughs> it, and it, it was around twenty two, but I, I can't yeah. remember that. I can't remember the date yesterday, let alone. <laughs> today. Um, but it was, oh, it was one of them days that everything kind of just wherever I went it kind of just landed in my lap and um, yeah, you, one of them days that you wish it happened more often but obviously it doesn't and yeah, it gets pulled up a bit and um, I've only watched it on it's in mum and dad's room um, on, on repeat so every time I go to mum and dad's for dinner I just sneak in their room and kind of watch it again <laughs> so <laughs> mate if that was me I'd have it on my phone I'd be watching it every morning when I wake up <laughs> just go yeah I've still got it yeah, <laughs> yeah that was good good night that one. Oh, absolutely mate so you would have kicked do you know how many goals you kicked in your career it was lot, I know that, it was 600. Uh, yeah, 574, yeah. 574, Jeez. so, yeah. but, so that, that's a lot for a small forward, mate, I think there'd be you and Eddie Betts would probably be up there as the two that most people would talk about, mm. I think. Yep, oh, yep. And, and who would you see these days as being sort of, you know, young Tyson Stengel burst onto the scene this year, but yep. is, is there anyone else who you sort of think, oh yeah, this kid sort of reminds you a little bit of me? Yeah, I, I love watching Toby Green play. He's got a bit of spunk. He's got a bit of attitude. Um, he kind of, you know, live, lives on the edge on the field and off the field. So he's kind of my favourite. I've bumped into him a couple of times. Um, he didn't try and knock you out, did he, when you bumped into him? <laughs> no, <Nah, Yeah. laughs> no, nah, good guy. Um, and probably one from the Saints who, who I love watching. He's been a bit injured the last couple of years. He's Jade Gresham. Um, yeah. He's kind of a bit like Toby Green. I think he could mould himself into a Toby Green type, you know, high half forward. Not the kind of traditional forward pocket like I played, but um, everyone these days tries to pinch hit in the middle because it gets a bit of a starvation corner down there these days. But probably Toby away. Green and Jade Gresham, then probably two that I'd you know, love to watch when I watch some footy on the weekends. Yeah, and do you ever think about working your way into the midfield yourself in your career, mate? No, nah, too hard. I don't have to do extra running, I do extra weight, <laughs> so it's just, uh, I love the goal too much. They try to get me in there for a couple of years, and I tried for a month or so, but then I pretended I did my calf. Pretended I did my calf or something. This extra running's, this extra running's killing me, boys. Just let me, let me stay in the goal square. You're, yeah, like, yeah. The, you're like the fast bowler that when you're getting carded, you feign a groin injury, and you know. Yeah, yeah that's me. Go and stand that's down me, on the so. leg for the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah no. stick to your strengths, mate. Absolutely. Don't you? <laughs> and everyone loves a goal. Hey, is there any uh, story that sticks out in the footy field? And I'll ask all uh, ex-players this because I always seem fascinated with uh, some of the stories that happen on the ground and that you don't really see as a supporter. Is there yeah. anything there that sort of stands out to you over your journey, mate, where you've just gone, oh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Well done, mate. Or, or you've given oh, it to someone else? Yeah, there's, there's a few. Obviously, you know, I was in the middle of a lot of sledging and probably the one that sticks out of me blowing up and kind of watching Nathan Buckley play 
uh, for Brisbane and, and then Collingwood, then I'm trying to play against him. And obviously, <laughs> we're not sure if he, if he famously nicknamed himself Fig Jam, but um, <laughs> I kind of I kind of <laughs> said that he did, and I was kind of saying it a few times um, against Collingwood in my third or fourth year, and he didn't really like it that much. So there's a bit of a bit of a uh, blue on the wing, and um, I thought I'd be tough. And instead of my closed fist, I had an open hand and just slapped him across the face, and uh, there was a bit of a wrestle after that. So. He kind of mentioned a few expletives and don't mention that name again and yeah, go on. So I, I got up and said it again and run off. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of a couple. Um, that's great. You know, there's a couple with Adam Cooney, you know, obviously he's got the red hair, so he's a bit of the ginger, but all the kind of basic stuff, nothing yeah. nothing, nothing major. And um, But it was all good fun and probably the, the best ones are against like the Port Adelaide Cheer Squad and the Collingwood Cheer Squad. Cool. Just yeah. blowing them a little kiss, and you know, like as soon as we get a goal that I've got nothing to do with, I would just start cheering and going nuts right, right in front of them, and yeah. um, had, had to dodge a bit of phlegm and spit over the years. <laughs> and that was all, all, all in um, all in good fun. Hey, um, did you were you playing early enough to have played at Victoria Park? No, I played a few, a couple of uh, VFL games uh, at Victoria Park. My dad was a, a massive one-eyed um, Kong supporter until obviously I went to Saints. So I remember going there and standing on the um, on the milk crate to try and look yeah, over the yeah. fence. Um, but yeah, imagine me playing there. I, would, I don't think I would get out. No, that, was, that was, <laughs> was going to be my question. Is yeah, his, <laughs> Victoria Park? That would have killed you. I would have loved to play there. I, I, I would have got up on about playing there every week against, oh, especially against. Uh, the Collingwood supporters that was um, yeah pretty yeah. obviously Nicky Winmar made it famous by lifting up his mm, up his jumper right, but yeah. that would have been a good good game to be a part of but now unfortunately I'm, uh, you're not that old to play there but it would have been pretty full on well, I, I remember going there as a kid Milne, and my old man like it's the most serious I've ever seen him He's pulled me aside before he walked in. He said, whatever you do, do not say a word today. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't wear any Geelong gear, and we could have been broken for anyone. And there were people around us. Dad was just agreeing with him, going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Geelong, <laughs> Geelong is shit, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that now. I get scared driving down there, let alone going into the Oval. But, um, you know, Kong supporters, they, uh, they do love it. Talk about, you know, you know one-eyed. They're um, yeah, pretty passionate, the old Pie supporters. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, mate. And I did ask you last night, but just for the listeners, you know, Ross Lyons back at the club, mate. What are your thoughts there? Oh, yeah, and they're really excited. The whole kind of club's excited. You know, been back a bit of a vibe, and um, he's going to keep the boys um, nice and toey and a bit on edge. So, um, yeah, it was kind of a bit, bit of a process, to, um, unfortunately, for, you know, Brett Ratton, but um, I think Roscoe's kind of got a bit of an itch to scratch, and obviously with, you know, what happened a few years ago and then Sleo, so it's um, exciting. I actually spoke to him Sunday and said how he's going, and he's loving every minute of it. So, um, especially with Lenny and BJ back there now, so... I just joined the past players committee, so we're just trying to get a bit of the old crew back together, kind of what lot Geelong are doing, and um, a few other clubs. So um, it's exciting. Just as you always say, you want to try and you know first three or four and kind of build that momentum because momentum's a funny thing, um, you know, in, in any sport, let alone especially with the Saints that we've, we've struggled for kind of you know ten, twelve years. So we're due for a good year, and if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be uh, yeah, my good mate and old coach Roscoe. 
Yeah, let's hope to see because the last couple of premiers, mate, you wouldn't have picked them halfway through the season. No, it's Geelong right. weren't yeah. going that good halfway through. Melbourne the year before that, no one would have picked them to win it. No. So lately, anyone can get up and win it if you find that rich vein of form. Oh, I'm, I'm here there in the Bulldogs, and I've obviously lucky enough to get two tickets to each game, and obviously grand final day, and I've got some Richmond supporters, and I said you can have the tickets if, if Richmond ever make a grand final, and since that I said that five years ago, they've won three, so that's how good I'm going, <laughs> and I still didn't. I still didn't give her the tickets, so that's, <laughs> that's, well, how good tipster, that's how good of a tipster I am. So, yeah, hopefully the Saints can do something like that in the next couple of years. Well, we've already bagged Collingwood supporters, Mark. I'd, I'd put Richmond supporters up there oh, with them. steady, mate. Including the bloke sitting across from me on the desk. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, I can smell. He smells like a Richmond supporter, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome, mate. Well, Millie, yeah. thanks so much for giving up your time, mate, for a bit of a chat. And for last night, too. We, got a, we shot a pilot last night. Unbelievable moments in footy. And... Hopefully we'll get to see that real soon come out. And thank you, mate. You're a pretty generous bloke with your time and a yeah, uh, pretty funny on. fella as well. No, no drama, boys. I'll tell me, mates, to get on the old Fat and Ginger podcast and I'll start listening myself. So hope it's all going well. Have a good Christmas just, and yeah, just, I'll speak to you in the new year. Just be careful when you tell them to look up Fat and Ginger because if you put that in a search engine, mate, some really weird <laughs> stuff that comes up. Don't, don't, don't talk about search to me, engines. Have a good Christmas, boys, and uh, thanks for the chat. Good on you, mate. See you, buddy. Hi, boys. See you, boys. So, mate, what a great fellow Milne is, mate. Stuff. I always admire him as a footballer, yep. but only met him yesterday for the first mm. time and just was blown away by what a warm, generous, funny guy yep. he is. And one of those blokes who walks in and doesn't think he's better than anyone just because he's played footy. My family were all there mm. as well because we filmed it at mum and dad's place and just straight away was like one of the family. Oh, he seems like a very down-to-earth. Just very generous sort of down-to-earth bloke, mate. I've got a lot of time for him. Yeah. Thanks, Milne, for calling in. Yeah. and uh, well, We called him, really, but, but uh, uh, right. agreeing to come on. Come on, it's and, fantastic. Uh, you know, should we finish off with a Christmas song? Yeah, I think so. Because this is Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. And it's the end of 2022. It's Christmas. You know, yeah, I think so. John Lennon, I think, has got the ultimate Christmas song. Go on. Merry Christmas. War is over. Yeah. He, he did a good job, didn't he? He did. So what, are you going to play it or what? No, I'm sort of waiting for you to jump in and say goodbye to everyone. Oh, sorry. Right. Because I, I was going to play this song and then go out. So I was waiting for you to go, or should we just play it and then come back and say goodbye? Yeah. Probably should have had this discussion off air, shouldn't we? <laughs> All right, no worries. Let's do that. So this is Christmas. And we're back. Hey, we didn't have time for the Ginger Vice Award. No. But I won't play the jingle. No. But I want to give it to your, what were you calling your stepson? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a, just my boy, yeah. Yeah, Raph. Raph, yeah. So a little Raph, Tim's and Jody's boy, sent a picture uh, the other day from a kinder Christmas party you're walking through the kinder Christmas party saw a fat bloke with a beard and said there's Luke it looks just like uh, it looks just, and then they sent me the picture and I've gone come on I don't look that bad okay, he looks about 15 years older than me and Tim goes have you looked in the mirror lately mate you look exactly <laughs> like him and he reckons he had to walk over to see if it was me or not and yeah. decided it wasn't and so Raph just for doing that you got the Ginger Virus Award you should be looking after your fellow gingers that's it and uh, again honourable mention even though you got it last week Prince Harry and all yeah, that he deserves it just a, a general yeah. um, thanks Luke for doing the show with me all this time And well thank you for a great 2022 yeah, it's absolutely. good to be back in the studio this it's year it's great to be back in the after studio after a couple of years of doing it from home where we just oh, geez, that debauchery that would be the lost years yeah <laughs> <laughs> never to be released no that's right so, so uh, Merry Christmas to you Merry Christmas to all the listeners and, yeah uh, absolutely have you all have a great time great time and have a good eggnog 
Yeah, oh, oh, I haven't had any eggnog yet. I'm going. See you later. Should we go get some now? Yeah, absolutely. Right, see you, bye. System shut down.